All right, welcome back to another episode of Sports Pulse Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Joey. Um, here with my co-host, Nick. Nick, how you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I uh, mentioned this at the end of our podcast last time, but uh, I had to drop my twin sister off at West Virginia University, so I made the drive back today. Uh, I'm a little bit tired. We're recording a little bit later than normal. We will be recording uh, during the college national championship football game tonight. So uh, we won't include anything, but uh, it'll be fun while we record. Yeah, we'll definitely breeze over it on Wednesday. We'll probably talk Wednesday just briefly about uh, college football finals. We'll probably talk about the opening to the hockey season, and then you know we might briefly talk about uh, something from the NFL that should look forward to. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about the games that happened on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, to start, we'll go with the Saturday games. Uh, the first game we're going to talk about is the Ravens-Titans. For anyone that didn't watch the game, I'll go over a brief recap. Um, so the Titans jumped out to a 10-0 lead in the first half, and then they ended up giving 17 unanswered, and then they fell short, losing 17-13. to uh, Joey, the question I have for you is, who is to blame for the Titans' collapse? Uh, to me, I don't know really about like placing blame, but I think the biggest thing was Derrick Henry being held to 40 yards rushing. Um the way that Titans win games is by being able to feed off of their success in the run game. And they weren't able to do that versus the Ravens. Um, Tannehill didn't play terribly. I mean, he didn't put up he didn't put up the best stats, but like it wasn't like he was completely wild and all over the place. They just couldn't get anything going. Um, you know, credit to the Ravens defense. We know that they're a good defense and they showed it. Yeah, um, for me, I have I was really really disappointed to watch the Titans game here. I think, and my biggest thing is I don't know if they're. I mean, I'm gonna place the blame on Mike Rabel for this because I think he just. I don't think he got out out coached. I don't think he coached very well. Uh, the Ravens were obviously selling out for the run. They were putting it in the box. Derrick Henry wasn't getting going. But what they were giving up, where they were giving up the passing game. Now, I know Corey Davis went out uh, a little bit into the second half, so it was only A.J. Brown. But, you know, watching the broadcast, you could see A.J. Brown was getting open. Tannehill just wasn't looking his way. They also weren't allowing Tannehill to throw the ball, and I think that was a really, really bad uh, miscue on Mike Vrabel's part because they were allowing the pass. Tannehill did have some success when he dropped back out of play action, when he was in the gun. Uh, he had success. A.J. Brown was getting open in the secondary I think he was playing a little game. I don't understand why they didn't go back to him in the first half. He only had he didn't have another catch after the first drive when he scored the touchdown. Uh, so I don't understand the game plan there. I know they wanted to get Derrick Henry going, but clearly it wasn't going to happen. So I'm not sure why. Yeah, I mean, and Titans defense didn't play that bad. They had five sacks against Lamar, which and, you know was was impressive because going into the game that was like their biggest concern was would they be able to, you know, have a pass rush, which they did, but, you know, they didn't do anything on offense, and that really hurt them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my, my two other miscues I'm going to say is when they were down 17-10, they had third and short, they ran the ball with Derrick Henry, uh, and then it went fourth and short, and for some reason, and I know Mike Ripple tried to defend himself, he said his defense was playing good, but 
I felt like he was playing a bit too passive here because, you know, it was fourth and one, fourth and two. You have a guy like Derrick Henry. You also have Ryan Tannehill who can run pretty well. We've seen that all season. He had a really nice long run against Green Bay in the snow. Uh, fourth and short, he chose to punt and then down 17 to 13. They were getting momentum. It was once again, fourth and short. It was fourth and two and fourth and one. And you really, really thought that he was going to go for it and he was going to, you know, try and keep the momentum up and give his team a chance. They had the opportunity to take the lead. During that drive, they go up 20-17 to 17 because Justin Tucker had missed a field goal uh, the drive before. So I really don't understand why. And, you know, the analytics showed that he should have gone for it. Uh, I think a lot of the fans wanted him to go for it. You could hear the boos going, but, you know, they're not coaching the game. I think as from a momentum point, and for me, football is a huge game of momentum. You go for it in that situation. Uh, and I don't know why he didn't, but obviously I'm not the coach, so it's not my call. Yeah, I agree with you. We've I've always thought that Mike Vrabel was a pretty like decent coach in terms of going for it when they needed to. And I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm kind of surprised that he didn't, especially with, like you said, the weapons that they have in order to do that. Yeah, I agree. And you saw even last week against Houston, they went for it on fourth and eleven, and now they don't choose in a in a do or die game to go for it on fourth and short with a, a guy like Derrick Henry and AJ Brown over there, and even Ryan Tannehill's like, So really, disappointed with the outcome of that game. Obviously, I was rooting for the Titans. Um, and the Titans had won last year's playoff matchup. They won in overtime against them this year. Uh, both games, we obviously saw the difference maker was Derrick Henry. He went for over 100 yards in both games. He had a big game in the regular season uh, that he walked off in overtime. So, I mean, it's a shame that he wasn't getting going in that game, but obviously Baltimore wasn't going to let him get going. Uh, so really disappointed to see that the Titans couldn't adjust and pay the pass more. Because uh, they have guys like A.J. Brown and Corey Davis when he was healthy and in the lineup. They have guys like Jonu Smith. I was disappointed to see the way the outcome of the game comes, but obviously props to the Ravens for moving on, and we'll see them uh, playing Buffalo next week. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the next game we're going to talk about is the Rams and the Seahawks game. Uh, during the regular season, this is an NFC West battle. Uh, during the regular season, they both split one game. Uh, Jared Wolford was the starting quarterback for the Rams to start, but he took a cheap shot from Jamal Adams, forcing Jared Goff only 12 days after thumb surgery to come to the game, but he led his team to a 30-20 victory. Uh, the question I have for you is, do the Rams have a chance to go up to Lambeau Field and beat Green Bay after that performance? Uh, I'm going to keep it short. I'm um, just going to say no. I, I really don't think they do. <laughs> now, their defense is really, really good. And that's what kept them in the game and obviously won them in the game. Um, so at one point, Jared Goff was, you know, thrown for like 33%, which was atrocious. Um, I you know, I mean, good for him for being able to go out, you know, 10 days after having, you know, pins placed in his thumb. And, you know, everybody who's ever hurt their hand or anything like that knows how hard that is to grip. Uh, and... You know, I, I saw the discomfort, but, you know, he battled through it obviously well enough to, um, you know, win. But really, it was all on Cam Akers, who, you know, had over 150 total yards. Uh, and that was very impressive, and I think they really needed that. However, going to Green Bay, uh, Green Bay is just too electric. If your offense is not going to keep up, you have no chance. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I think they have a chance if... If, 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 if Aaron Donald plays. Uh, we saw he got a rib injury really late into the game uh, against Seattle. Uh, he checked out for the game and didn't come back. Uh, obviously, we'll see Jared Goff starting in that game. 
Uh, I really, I really like what you said. I think Cam Akers has become a real big star in his own uh, up in LA. You know, he's taken over that Todd Gurley role that he used to have up there before he hurt his knees. Uh, and really impressive from Cam Akers two weeks after dealing with a high ankle sprain, the same injury that's kept Christian McCaffrey out uh, for multiple, multiple weeks uh, in Carolina. But I do think if Aaron Donald plays that they have a chance to go up to Green Bay and shut down Aaron Rodgers, we've seen him, you know, get flustered against good defenses, but we've also seen him play really well against good defenses. Uh, it depends which Aaron Rodgers shows up. Now, playoff Rodgers has proven to be uh, rather more in, uh, consistent than regular season Aaron Rodgers. So if that guy shows up, then I really don't think the Rams are going to be able to keep pace offensively. Uh, ultimately, I think they have a chance, but I think it's Green Bay's game to lose. I don't think they're going to lose that game. Yeah, I mean, the one the one matchup that you have going for you is that you do have Jalen Ramsey to line up across from Devontae Adams. Right. Um, which, if you are the Rams, you should feel really good about. Um, their defense is just so impressive. They're the number one ranked defense for a reason. Um, and I think it will play in their favor against, you know, Green Bay. However, I think Green Bay's offense is too good to completely slow down. So I think if you can live with that, you know, like that 20, 24 point range kind of thing, then you give yourself a chance. Um, but as soon as I think they give that up, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we saw them put up, 30 points in Seattle, not saying Seattle's defense is very good, but I have not been impressed with the Rams receivers ever since that. I mean, they both had big games against Tampa Bay uh, a couple couple weeks back on Monday Night Football, I think, or it was Thursday night. I don't remember which one it was uh, in that game that they won. Uh, I have not been impressed with Coke, uh, Cooper Cup or Robert Woods since that game. I think their tight ends have been wildly inconsistent. I think the only bright spot in that offense right now is Cam Akers, and I know that the Packers have Kenny Clark up the middle. They have the Smith duo on the outside linebackers. I think their linebacking core is good enough to stop Cam Akers to under 100 yards and going to force Jared Goff to throw the ball. Uh, I think their secondary in Green Bay is good enough to shut down uh, Jared Goff because he won't be at 100% because of his thumb surgery. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think it's Green Bay's game to lose. Uh, everything's going in the favor. They're playing up in Lambeau. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, next game, so I'm going to skip the Steelers-Browns game. I'm going to save that for last because I feel like we both have quite a bit to say about that. Uh, we'll move on to the Bears and the Saints. This was a Sunday game. This was the 4 o'clock game that was held on Nickelodeon as well. Uh, we saw Drew Brees get back to his own self. He threw for 265 and two touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over. Uh, the Saints looked comfortable in that game. They didn't put up a ton of points, but, you know, give credit to uh, the Bears' defense. They're really good. They're top in the league. Uh, the Bears ended up losing 21-9. to They should have been 21-3, to but, you know, they had a garbage-time touchdown off a ridiculous catch from Jimmy Graham. Uh, did the Saints prove that they're the team to beat in the NFC? Um, I mean, I think it's close because we didn't really see the Packers play this weekend. But right. to my, in my opinion, I, I think they still are the team to beat. I, I think they are probably the most consistent team going into the playoffs in terms of, like, what they know that they have. Um, Green Bay, while their offense is potent, their defense can be like a up and down kind of team. Um, I think the Saints, while they aren't like, I mean, you have to give them credit. They are probably the top 10 in the league on defense. Um, and they kind of get swept under the radar a little bit because of how 
notable their offenses, you know, with Drew Brees and Kamara and Michael Thomas and all all the weapons that they have. Um, their defense plays very consistent. Um, I'm not saying that the Bears are the most talented offensive team, but I mean we've seen them for the last few weeks of the season put up some good numbers. Uh, and the Saints, you know, held them at bay the whole entire game. Uh, like you said, they had a garbage time touchdown off a beautiful catch from Jimmy Graham, um, who reports said that he might be retiring after that game, uh, which would be super sad um, if that's the way he went out. But, you know, at least he made a good play. Uh, I don't know. I think the Saints are still the, you know, the team to beat in the NFC. I think uh, – the Packers are definitely up there, but I, in terms of consistency, I have to give to the Saints. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. The The Saints' defense, their secondaries have been a little shaky all year, but obviously they were a 12-1 team. Uh, they took care of business when they had to. They beat Tampa twice. That's who they're going to play. Um, I think the Saints, I said this before, they are my Super Bowl pick. I think they're just the most well-rounded team in the NFC, and they're the most consistent team. Uh, we saw Drew Brees get back to the old Drew Brees we know with having an actual number one receiver to throw to with Michael Thomas, who caught his first touchdown since uh, last season, actually, uh, in week 16 or 17, I believe. So, I mean, seeing all of this team come together now without COVID, they're healthy, uh, their defense is clicking, they shut down Mr. Trubisky. Like you said, the Bears' offense, although not the great and although they're not given a lot of credit for, uh, they caught fire at the end of the season with Trubisky back in. They went undefeated to give themselves the last playoff spot over the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so I think the Saints defense did a very good job shutting down Mitchell Trubisky and David Montgomery. So I mean, props to the Saints, and I agree that the, the Saints are the team to beat in the NFC. We'll see how Green Bay plays later before I officially commit, but still they're going to be my Super Bowl pick for the NFC. Yeah, I agree with you. Enough said. Yep. Uh, moving on to the Saturday night game, which was the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Washington football team. Uh, before the game started, reports came out that Alex Smith was gonna, wasn't going to play, so Taylor Heineke jumped in and play, and uh, the Bucks ended up winning. They jumped out 18-7 to at halftime. They ended up winning 31-23. to uh, I have to give credit to Taylor Heineke, though. He really battled his way in there. Uh, do the Bucks have what it takes to go win the first ever Super Bowl in the NFL in their home stadium. I'm sorry. I know. Uh, <laughs> look, all credit to uh, Taylor Heineke and you know the Washington football team for really, really giving it an effort versus the Buccaneers. Right. Um, there, it looked like they had a chance. You know, where they could have tied it up. Um, you know, late in the game, I thought they were. I thought they were going to make a push. Um, honestly, though, yes, the Buccaneers, they're a good team. You know, they're not bad, but I, I just don't think they have what it takes to beat, um, either the Saints or the Packers, regardless. Um, if they beat the Saints, I still think they lose to the Packers. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just don't like the idea of the Buccaneers being that, that Super Bowl team. Now they're they're young. I mean, in the secondary on defense, um, which could prove to be good for them because or bad. That is their yeah because that, I mean that's their weak spot. But they're athletic. You know they can make plays. But I think that they're just not consistent enough, and I, I don't understand all the hype that Tom Brady gets. Uh, <laughs> I he doesn't he doesn't look good to me. You know, 
yeah, he throws the ball semi-accurately, but I think most of the time his success comes off the fact that he has two targets that are over six foot five and freakishly athletic. And then, you know, Chris Godwin, who has one of the, probably some of the best hands in the league. Um, even Antonio Brown, as much as I don't like him, you know, he's still a decent route runner, you know, in this, in the league, like he knows what he's doing. Um, plus, I mean, and we saw this Leonard Fournette, uh, is a beast. He had, you know, over 90 yards rushing, which was big for them. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, they don't have what it takes. I'm sorry uh, to any Buccaneers fans out there. Um, this is not your year. So, <laughs> Way to be broad about it. Um, God, that was a lot. Uh, on paper, I think the Buccaneers have what it takes. Obviously, they have the, the star power and offense. They have three number one receivers in Godwin, Evans, and Antonio Brown. They have Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait. They've all played well this year. Uh, if Ronald Jones goes, he's played well this year. Fournette's a very serviceable backup. He was a good starter uh, for Jacksonville uh, when he was drafted back in 2017 on on paper, I think the Bucks have what it takes to go win offensively. Defensively, I just I don't see. I mean, I love their linebackers, Levante David and Devin White. They're all and Shaq Barrett. They all play really well. I mean, we've seen JPP play well this year too. But I just don't believe in that secondary. Uh, I think, and I mean, lucky for us that they are going to have to go face New Orleans, which is a team that has beat them very easily twice in the regular season. Uh, I think New Orleans will do it again. I'm just not confident in the way that Green Bay has played, and especially in the regular season matchup that they played, that they would go and win against Green Bay. So if they beat New Orleans, I would get nervous that it might happen, but I just think that they have what it takes to get there. I don't think they have what it takes to beat any of the AFC teams that will get there, whether it's Baltimore or Kansas City or if it's uh, Buffalo. So, I I mean, on paper they have what it is, but I also – want to discredit them a little bit for the fact that they almost lost a game or went to overtime to a game with a third and fourth string or fourth fourth string quarterback in Taylor Henneke. I know he played well, and I give him a lot of credit for that. The dude balled out, and there's no discrediting that. He played hard. Uh, he wanted to win it, and just, you know, there's just not enough there that any of the NFC East teams, it's just not, there's not enough there. Uh, I think if they build properly around him, they might have their quarterback of the future, so credit to him. Uh, but I think the Bucks should be concerned about how close that game was, uh, considering they were much bigger favorites in that game uh, compared to everybody else. Yeah, I, I agree with you. All right, uh, moving on to the first wild card game we saw, which was the Bills versus the Colts. Uh, with the Colts down twenty-seven to twenty-four. They were given a last chance off a missed call, or a quite I'll, I'll say controversial or questionable. Uh, fumble call that they got back. Personally, I thought it was a fumble, but that's neither here or there. Um, but they were given another chance. Obviously, they kind of ran out of time, and Philip Rivers threw up a Hail Mary, and that was it for the Colts. They're sent home. Um, should be the should the Bills be worried that they played such a close game in the wild card? Uh, in my opinion, no. Uh, Colts, the Colts are a good team. I, I think they don't wow you um, in terms of star power, um, to be honest. But I think they're a very good team at what they do. Um, you know, they can run the ball with uh, you know Jonathan Taylor. They have Naheem Hines, who is a very serviceable you know receiving back who is dangerous in open field. Um, you know, Philip Rivers, despite you know being older and 
having the weirdest throwing motion I think ever. Um, <laughs> he became he only became he became the third person in NFL history to throw for 300 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers, and lose a game um, in the playoffs. So you know I, I thought he played well. Um, you know, I felt like their defense didn't play that bad. Um, yeah, they kind of got burned uh, a little bit, but uh, that's what happens when you play the Bills. Um, you know, they. The one thing I think, if you are the Bills, though, that concerns me is the run game. Um, look, I think for this year it might be fine with Josh Allen leading them. You know, he had 54 rushing yards, and I think both of the other running backs had 20. Obviously, we saw Zach Moss get hurt. I don't know how much that plays into it, um, but I wouldn't be worried. You know, I think the Colts are a really good team. Um, honestly, if they might have won any of the other games that they played in, uh, in my opinion, I think they were that good. Um, so I wouldn't be with that worried because also the Bills, I mean, 24 points, yes. Uh, it, is, it is, I guess, a considerable amount of points, but I wouldn't be too worried. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think to your to your statement that the Colts are one legitimate quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. I, I like their defense. Their defense plays hard. Uh, I just think it was unfortunate for that that they ran into, to me, the hottest team in the NFL in, in Buffalo. And a lot of people might give it to Baltimore because of the winning streak that they won on the end of the season. But it's hard to discredit what Buffalo did coming into the playoffs and how good they looked against arguably a top five defense in the league with uh, Indianapolis. Josh Allen's still throwing the ball really well. Uh, I agree that it might be a little concerning that Josh Allen was their leading rusher. Um, but then again, Josh Allen's a hard rusher, and if they're going to mix in a couple of option plays and give him the chance to run the ball, I don't think that's a bad idea for them. Uh, he's a hard tackle. He's, you know, six foot four, six foot five, maybe even taller than that. Uh, he's, a, he's a big boy. He's a hard tackle, and he runs hard, and he's a lot faster than he looks. Uh, like you said, Zach Moss went down, who I think was their leading running back going into in, uh, Indianapolis uh, this game, so I don't know if that's going to play much into how effective they're going to be. I think Devin Singletary is a good enough running back for them to get it going. I just don't think they're committed enough to running the football to get it going because of how explosive their offense can be with Josh Allen running the football himself and passing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I thought I, I honestly liked the play calls with uh, Josh Allen running the ball. I'm not a big fan of a lot of them. Um, he did run the ball 11 times, but like you said, he, he's explosive. And he, he most of the time, he gives you the hit. Um, we saw him run, you know, headfirst right into Darius Leonard. And it was kind <laughs> yeah. of just a, just a brick wall hitting a brick wall, which if you've ever watched Darius Leonard – most often, you end up flat on your back when you get tackled by him. He's so uh, that should kind of say something about the talent and power that Josh Allen has. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, like I said, I if I'm a Bills fan, I'm not worried. Obviously, they're going to host Baltimore on either Saturday or Sunday. I haven't really got a good chance to look at the schedule since everything just came out last night. Uh, they will host Baltimore. I don't think. I mean, this will be a good game. I still think Buffalo squeaks it out. Uh, they put up 27 points against a very good defense. They'll be tested again against, I think, an even better defense. But I think the Colts' interior off uh, defensive line 
is better than Baltimore's defensive line, so they might have a bit more success with Devin Singletary, and we'll know more about Zach Moss as the week continues. Uh, so if you're a Bills fan, I'm not really too concerned about a close game at the Colts, obviously, like you said. And like I said, the Colts are a good team, and they're one good quarterback away from being serious contenders uh, in the AFC next year. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I like it. And the last game we will talk about, which was the last game we watched on, yes, last night, uh, which was maybe a big shock to some people and not a big shock to Browns fans. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this game started just like the Super Bowl where Peyton Manning and the Broncos played against the Legion of Boom. Snap goes over Ben Roethlisberger head. Uh, Browns are covering the end zone. They go up 7 nothing, And then three turnovers later from Big Ben, the Browns jumped out to a 28 lead and ultimately went into halftime up 35-10 to and ended up winning 48-37. to uh, Joey, to you, was this a big shock? Uh, I, part of me wants to say no, because um, we have harped on the Steelers all yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I, However, I did have the Steelers winning this game. I thought that going into the game that Mike Tomlin and company would make up for last week's loss, uh, where they only lost by two points, and I thought should have had a chance to win. Um, so I'm going to say I'm surprised that one the game was as high scoring as it was um however am i surprised that the browns won no they're a young team they have a young coach who he wasn't even there yesterday so that was even more impressive i think um you know he was out uh, after testing positive for covid and yes they had a very fortunate start but you can't knock everything else that they did they you know they covered well um, I think they played really well in the game. I mean, can't say they covered great because Ben Roethlisberger ended up putting over 500 yards up, um, which is mind-boggling. Um, he broke the record for the most completions ever in a game, um, regular season or postseason, with 47. Um, he went 47 for 68, 501 yards, and four touchdowns, and four picks. Uh, I don't, I, like, that is such an interesting stat line. I don't know what to say about it. I think part of the problem was early in the game, we saw a lot of his turnovers. Um, some of them were off tip passes, um, so kind of nothing you can do there. But um, I have to give him credit for at least staying in the game. Um, they're also another person uh, that we might have seen at the end of uh, his career yesterday, depending on how he feels. Um, so if you're a Steelers fan, I, I think, one, you should be sad because it could be the end of an era up in Pittsburgh. Two, uh, you shouldn't be that shocked. Uh, we saw the last few weeks where the Steelers have fallen apart. Um, they have not looked that great. Um, and one thing for certain, the more you crap talk another team, the more that other team wants to come out and shove it down your throat. Oh, yeah. We saw it, we saw it with the Bengals, um, you know, a, and especially versus a division, you know, a division rival that you've already played twice this season. You put, like, I, I, don't, I don't know what they were thinking. Juju Smith-Schuster you're saying, you know, they're just the Browns. They're just the same team. I don't know if that was taken the wrong way, but... To me, it definitely is just like, oh, the Browns are going to walk all over them. Um, and 
you know, credit to the Browns, came out firing. I, I loved every second of it. Um, do I think that they're going to go very far in the playoffs? I, I don't, but I think they did their job um, and made the rest of the league kind of happy for being the Steelers. Yeah, uh, I have a, a couple of things to say before I get into my big thing. Uh, Steelers fans obviously might have been able to see this coming. Uh, they've been turning downwards, like you said. Uh, like It is most likely the end of an error up in Pittsburgh for Ben. Uh, also, Steelers fans, buckle up because you guys are in some awful cap nightmare and you guys might lose a lot of players. You guys might be in some real trouble next year. Uh, for Browns fans... I, like you said, I think you did your job. You went and beat division rival. You beat Cleveland. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think there's any way you guys go to Kansas City and win. Uh, but prove me wrong if you must. Now getting to the game. Uh, I don't think the Steelers came out looking to play. I think they fell into this trap that I fell in. And I know I said it last time we talked about this matchup. Uh, I I thought that you know the Steelers would easily win. They were in within a two-point conversion of beating the Browns last week with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. So I figured, you know, hey, with Big Ben in, there's no question that they're going to win this game. Uh, like you said, with Juju, I think when you light a fire in a locker room by saying what you're saying and you know all the dancing that he's done, you know, you spark something. And I don't think you should have done that with the Browns, especially with a guy like Baker Mayfield who feeds off of all that. Uh, I don't know. It, I wasn't. I was shocked, but not surprised. If that makes any sense, I was shocked because of how many points were scored. But I wasn't surprised that the Browns ended up winning this game, because I knew deep down that there was always a chance that they could win because of how bad the Steelers had played in the regular season. Uh, to Ben's stat line, I know he threw for five hundred one. He had four touchdowns and four interceptions. Uh, you know, <laughs> at the end of the game, they they looked like they were a, a, a Madden team. You know. They were just running up five wide, and Ben was Ben was slinging the football everywhere. I mean, it was fun to watch. I thought the game was great for, you know, ratings, but uh, I don't think it was great for Pittsburgh. I also have to say that there was a chance where I thought it was, I believe, thirty five or thirty eight uh, to twenty three at at one point, and the Steelers were they were they got the momentum. They were going, they were going, they were going, and for some reason, fourth and one. They were down big in a do-or-die game late in the third quarter, or it might have even been early in the fourth quarter. Mike Tomlin elected to punt. I'm going to say the same thing I said with the Titans game. I'm not sure what you're doing there, especially for the 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 Steelers. They were down they were down really big at that point in the game. Uh, nonetheless, the Titans, you know, there could have been an argument to make their defense to go out and stop them. Obviously, they didn't. Um, but I'm not sure why down so big you're going to punt the ball in fourth and one there. I know James Conner hasn't been great, but Ben was throwing the ball really well at that point in the game. I think you just line him up five wide again and get something short. Yeah, I mean, and even that, like, if you have that momentum, use it to your advantage instead of just stopping and, like, giving up. Right, yeah. Punting the ball automatically loses your momentum and gives it back to the Browns. We also didn't see excuse me, uh, the Steelers' defense uh, make any really momentum-changing plays. Uh, they <laughs> let up 40, 46 or 43 points, I think, or something. No, I think it was 41 points. They gave up 41 points on defense, which is which is bad for them. Arguably, their secondary is one of the better in the league with Minkah Fitzpatrick, and you know, they have those good corners out on the outside and in the inside. So I thought that their defense didn't play particularly well, but I'm going to put most of the blame on how bad Ben played uh, with the four interceptions I also think that they just didn't come out ready to play. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to put all the blame on Ben in the beginning because I, I think that, um, like I said, there were some tip passes and stuff like that, and that's just that stuff that's out of his control. I think if you put it there, I mean, making a bad decision is one thing, um, but, you know, if you're throwing a pass and hit somebody in the hands or in the helmet, uh, which we've seen numerous times this season, uh, that shouldn't really be on you. Um, it just unfortunately goes on your stat line. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, you know what, I, I will say I'm surprised by their defense. Um, look, we've talked about it. Baker Mayfield is not an elite quarterback. Um, <laughs> and for a team that has had 50 plus turnovers created in back-to-back years, I feel like this is a team that you should be able to create turnovers against. They are... They're a team that, I mean, I wouldn't say Nick Chubb is flashy, but everybody else on that team basically lives to be flashy. Um, yeah. And in my opinion, uh, you should be able to, you know, make a play. And I, they, they fell short every single time in terms of trying to make a game-changing play. Um, I mean, they probably weren't even trying. They were probably just trying to stop them. But they needed one, and they couldn't come up with one, uh, basically. And uh, I think as a staple of your team, being that defense, you know, that was like the only thing that I really liked about them when they were 11-0. I was like, you know what? I don't really care. Their defense is awesome. But they, they, looked, they looked bad. And there's nothing uh, I can kind of give them credit for when you give up 41 points. Yeah, I can't either. And I think a lot of that is part to Bud Dupree going down and missing that game. They can shift a lot of their momentum and a lot of their attention to T.J. Watt, which kind of uh, gets rid of their pass rush because he's, he was about all it was last night for them on the pass rush side. The rest of their D-line wasn't getting to Baker. He was really well protected. And obviously, Baker playing with the lead and not a lot to worry about is a perfect game for Baker. Like you said, I don't think he's a lonely quarterback. When he has everything perfect for him, I think he's a good quarterback. And we saw that last night. His defense gave him an early lead. The run game was going, Chubb looked good. Kareem Hunt obviously had two really hard touchdown runs to get them to lead up to 21. Uh, so I think we'll see the true colors of Baker when they go down early to Kansas City, if they go down early to Kansas City. But I really don't think the Browns are going to move past Kansas City. Yeah, and like the, well, like you said with the pass rush real quick, Steelers had no sacks. Like, that, yeah, that, that's huge. Um you know, I think off a team that thrives off their ability, you know, they had the sack leader this year with TJ Watt. Now, I think TJ Watt, uh, honestly, he didn't play terrible, but like you said, when all of their attention was shifted to him, there's nothing he can do. Um, so, kind of unfortunate. But I agree with you. Uh, Browns, you played well yesterday. Awesome job. I am so proud of you. I was so happy when I saw that they won. Um, you know, however, like, like you said, I don't think they beat Kansas City. Now, this could be a hot take. I don't know. I would expect another close game. Kansas City hasn't played well at the end of the season. Um, I don't, I mean, the rest might have helped them, but who knows? We didn't see their starters play in week 17. So it's been... It's going to be like three weeks since they've last played um, in terms of an actual 
game um, environment. So it'll be interesting to watch. Were you just? And I'm just just clarifying for my own, for my own my own self. Were you saying that you think the Browns are going to beat the the Chiefs? Oh heck no! I, I think it'll be a close game. But <laughs> I was going to say I, I want you to, I want you to put your money where your mouth is because I'll take that bet right now. Because if the I think the Browns make it close, I would say within a seven point game. Um, and if the Chiefs look sloppy, a team like the Browns who are riding momentum, they are hungry now. The fact that they beat a team that made them pissed off, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with a little bit of swagger. Are you picking them to win? No, you're not putting. I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I want you. To I think. I think the Chiefs are too good, but I will, uh, I'm telling you right now, I won't be surprised next week if they win. If, I, want, like, I want you to pick them to win right now. I want you to pick them to win right now. Oh, I can't. I can't do that. I, can't do that. <laughs> I say. So I, I, I say. I, I, I say the Chiefs. I say. I say the Chiefs win 38-35 or something like that. That's a lot of points. You think Baker goes to Kansas City and puts up 35? The Chiefs' defense is not as good as the Steelers' defense. No, I agree, but you know they were also riding a lot of momentum and a lot of defense to help. I don't think that uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to turn the football over four times. I, I, yeah, I think he I, might turn I, I, it over once, that. but I I would say closer to like maybe 21-31. I agree it'll be close because the Chiefs, for some reason, no matter who they're playing, they don't cover any of the spreads that they have. Uh, they always keep it close. They seem to play down to their opponents' levels, and I think that's a lot because they think they're much better than all the other teams that they're playing because of you know who they are, what they've com- accomplished already, which is which is fine. But uh, they might be in for a rude awakening. I'm not taking the Browns, so I think the Chiefs handle that game pretty easily. Yeah, I uh, I hope that you know the Chiefs can prove me wrong in the absolute you know off and. I hope Patrick Mahomes throws for 400 yards and, you know, four touchdowns. But time will tell, and we'll have to see. Yes, we will. All right, so that's it for today's episode. You know, thank you so much uh, again for um, coming to listen. Uh, We look forward to talking to you guys Wednesday. Like we said, we are going to mention the National Championship game, which is currently playing right now. Um, So if you're a Bama or Ohio State fan, good luck to your teams. Um, and we will see you guys on Wednesday. Peace.